Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. These guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here on Friday, April 8th, uh, the night after the Celtics lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. And two, night af- af- two nights after, what a start from me. Two nights after the Celtics clobbered the Chicago Bulls. And we can just get right into the playoff seedings because I feel like that's the most relevant. We can talk about the Bucks game and the Bulls game, et cetera. But both mm-hmm. of those games are pretty important when it comes to playoff seeding. Uh, I can break it down really quick from what I saw on Twitter. Um, and then we can talk about matchups, et cetera. Celtics, if they win against Memphis on Sunday, you guys will be hearing this on Saturday. Celtics win on Sunday against Memphis. They are the three seed, and that would probably end up with a matchup against Chicago. And again, we can talk about it, but I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, if the Celtics win on my, Sunday, sorry, and the Bucks lose out, I believe, the Celtics get the two seed. Um, if the Celtics win and Philly, if the Celtics win, they get three. If the Celtics lose and Philly wins both of their games Celtics get the four seed but if Philly loses either of the games Celtics also get the three seed so they could technically finish anywhere from two to four but most likely the Celtics will be the three seed uh if they win or if Philly loses one of their games there's a chance they can get up to two there's a chance they fall to four but uh three's looking pretty good right now if you ask me yes excellent uh yesterday watching the game was a roller coaster going in I wasn't really sure how I felt and I wasn't educated enough when I started watching the game, started looking at the standings I real, and looking at Twitter. I realized I was like, all right, well, if the Celtics win tonight, they're locked into two if Philly loses. If Philly wins, the Celtics also need to win because they would then fall behind Philly into four, which I don't want them to have either because I don't want to deal with any more of this vaccination crap. I don't even want to talk about it really today because I've had nope. enough of it. Go Google but, it. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ideally, which is exactly what happened, you know, Daniel Tice understood the assignment there with 30 seconds left or however many (laughs) and missed the layup, which is fine. They are in third place after losing. They, like you said, Jack, need one Philly loss or a win Sunday. They got to be careful. They do have to be careful, right? You can't uh, have Milwaukee (laughs) uh, fall unless Brooklyn falls. They could they could lose to Cleveland today. Yeah, well, if Milwaukee loses one of their last two games and the Celtics beat Memphis, the Celtics would get the two seed. So that is also a possibility. It's not just if Milwaukee wins out. So at that point, it will get a little dicey. You could get Brooklyn. But I've seen a lot of a lot of fans on Twitter say they're scared of Brooklyn. I know we've talked about how we don't want to face them. But most of the media and, you know, from what we're seeing from teams, no one's scared of Brooklyn this year. And you want to know why, Sam? You said it a ton They don't of play defense. Their defense is terrible. It's absolutely horrendous. They don't play any defense. Kevin Durant's going to put up however many, 50. Kyrie's going to put up his 30. And then the rest of their team's going to put up a combined 20, and then they're going to give up 120 points. Like That's not a winning formula, especially in the playoffs. Yes, they managed to take the Bucs to seven games last year. But at the same time, the Nets team is playing 
a little bit differently this year. And you never know, maybe they can turn up the defense, but also the rest of the East got better this year. And the Nets, if anything, got worse, right? Realistically speaking. So they most certainly got worse. They don't have James Harden on their team anymore. They're worse. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, like it's a matter of, would you rather have home court advantage over Milwaukee in round two, but you have to go through Brooklyn or would you rather have not home court against Milwaukee in round two and then go against Chicago in the first round? Cause I think that's a valid debate. And most people would say Chicago cause it's the easier series, but I don't think it's that crazy to want Brooklyn aim home court against the Bucks. What about you? Uh, after this week, upon further review, I'd like to play Chicago <laughs> because Chicago's really bad. Yeah. Zach Levine's bad. As I, this is confirmed science now. My my hypothesis over the last couple of seasons has been proven correct. He's no good. But also, who's this? Um, who's not good? <laughs> Zach Levine. He's not. Oh come on! He was horrible the other day. Yeah, he had a bad game. He was really bad. But also, like you just watch the Celtics like play Milwaukee in Milwaukee, play them very well. They really could have won that game. Should they have been healthy? I mean, yeah, they shot a bunch of threes. Jalen had a triple-double. These are, like, kind of abnormal things happening for them. But at the same time, like, they played really well. They, it was a great the game. Defense, the defense was not there, unfortunately. Like, they still gave up 127 points, which is not the normal. It's not what we're used to as fans. But they adjusted. A lot of good games all around. Like, lots to be proud of. And it's very encouraging. You know, that's a game that you really felt like Milwaukee could have blown it open. It really never happened. They battled. It, it did happen at one point, but they battled back. Uh, Marcus Smart was excellent. Season high in points. So they mm-hmm. can hang with Milwaukee is really what I'm getting at. And obviously they can steamroll Chicago. Who knows? And and keep an eye out. Watch watch for Brooklyn against Cleveland tonight. We'll see if Cleveland's any good. Because if they beat the, the Nets tonight, there's potential for an Atlanta victory. Miami is now well, – actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they're locked into that one seed. I could be wrong. But they're playing Atlanta. Miami is locked into the one seed, yes. Okay, so they could be resting, guys. Atlanta could catch a break, win the game. If Brooklyn loses, I don't know. I More I'd imagine, incentive for the Celtics yeah. to get two. More incentive for well, the Celtics that, to get That's two. what I mean. In, in fairness, the Celtics will be in control of that, kind of. They, they, they could they very control- well be control of – getting the number two seed they control three the Celtics control whether or not they get the three seed because if they win they get three but they would need a little bit of help in by ways of a Milwaukee loss and uh in order to get that two seed let me let me check the Bucks schedule for you um they play Detroit tonight and oh who do they play Sunday I think it's Cleveland the Pacers I think think it is Cleveland yeah they play Cleveland (laughs) so Cleveland will likely be trying to win mm -hmm. and not the most difficult game difficult of games but at the same time we know that the pistons are not going to just fall over right the pistons aren't going to just keel over and let the bucks win the game let's clearly let's hope they practice equality <laughs> on the floor you know they <laughs> for sure in the ass of the celtics do they beat they beat philadelphia they did they beat yeah. philly shout out and they, milwaukee they are... might be resting people tonight you you want to pay attention to that because they're on a back-to-back celtics set tatum and horford on a back-to-back there's plenty of incentive to rest guys. You know, you don't really want to have Giannis go down there right before the playoffs or Middleton or any of those guys. You don't want to see anybody hurt. If you're the, anybody, I mean, you don't want to see him get hurt. But yeah. especially if you're the Bucs. 
Yeah, and I, I think I saw this on Twitter. I might have the date wrong, but the Pistons are 11 and 12 since the All-Star break, which I know doesn't sound like much, but for the good Detroit for Pistons, that's, that's some pretty good basketball. And they play hard every night. Cade Cunningham, I believe, played in their last game, so he should be active in theory. Um, they've got a lot of, lot of young, hungry guys. I think the Pistons are going to be next year's Cavaliers, uh, mm. which sounds a little crazy, but... Um, when you think about it and put it into perspective, that just means I think they could be a play-in team, which is, I don't think, out of their own possibility at all. So I'm pretty high on them and the Pacers. But um, And then, like you said, Cleveland's going to be fighting till the bitter end, so they could end up taking a game against Milwaukee, too. And Philly is, if I'm not mistaken, kind of a mess right now. I mean, they just lost to Toronto. They like lost, you said, they, they lost to the a big lead a while ago. to Toronto. They got up early. Yeah. Does it really count as a blown lead if you're up early, though? <laughs> I feel like at that point, yeah. you kind of expect the game to even out before the end of it. Yeah, I guess it doesn't count. It doesn't count the same as you're up if you're up in like the second it's, half or it's something. No, the, November 3rd against Chicago or the 5th, whatever day yeah. it was. November, whatever against Chicago, by the way, the only game the Bulls have won against the top yes. seed in the Eastern Conference, which is. I was trying to explain that to oof. the guys on the pregame yesterday. Like, there was arguments going on in the chat about. Uh, Jimmy J specifically, if you're listening, shout out you because you were shout out Jimmy on a, on a roll yesterday in the chat. He was not afraid of Brooklyn. He was, but not not because he doesn't think Brooklyn. I mean, he doesn't think they're good, but he thinks Chicago's just as good. He was like DeRozan and Levine can do everything that KD and Kyrie can do. Like he was wow. going crazy, and um, I was trying to like, I th- I don't remember which either Tim or KJ was saying like. Well, like Chicago, like, you know, they started hot and I was like, well, they really never were good because they've really never beaten anybody at the top except the one time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the exact record is anymore, but it's one in 15 against the top four. Top four teams in the NBA in the conference. Oh, wow. That's... KJ went and did it for the whole league and it was not much better. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Chicago, not very good. Um, I can't imagine they'll make it past the first round, whoever they face. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, you said you'd favor Chicago and then not having home court against Milwaukee versus having to play Brooklyn around one. Yeah, because I feel like if you play Chicago in round one, you really are going to get some Blow time out. to recover. It, okay. Yeah, you're probably going to sweep them or win in five. You got to think Al Horford's going to get a little extra time to sit around. If Tatum, if this knee thing they're having Tatum listed for every game is actually like bothering him, like he's not going to have to be on that as much. There's a lot going into it. And I also, I, I'm on the train that if you're really going to bust your ass in round one, you're going to get fatigued, whether it's in round two or round three. And also, this is probably number one, the reason why I'm like, of just avoid Brooklyn for now because you want to make sure you're still playing when Rob's ready to go. This is true. Yes. You know, I can see that. I, I wholeheartedly think they're better than Brooklyn if they have Rob playing. Well, I, did you I see think the they re- played all right yesterday too. Did you see the reports that Celtics technically aren't ruling him out for round one either? Yes. Ime Udoka. In, in Ime, we, I've said this before. He's, he's not one to uh, beat around the bush. If he thinks it's true, he says it. You know, he's mm-hmm. not. He's not out there as the kids say, capping, right? He's not capping. <laughs> he he knows he he's not going to say something that's going to get people going for it not to be true. And that's Brad, we've learned. Brad said today that Rob is progressing nicely and he's yes. walking around like yep. nothing even happened, which is 
which is huge. I mean, it doesn't even matter who you play in the first round. Getting Rob back as soon as possible would be amazing for the Celtics team. And I know they've lost a couple games since he went down. I think actually three games since he went down. But I didn't feel yeah, bad about don't really count. I was going to say, I don't feel bad about any of those losses, right? You look at the Raptors game, no one was playing, and they still took them to overtime. The Heat game, I guess you could say, was the only real blunder. Like, that, you could have won that game, you should have won that game. But it is what it is. It's a tough team, and you kept it close. I mean, the eight-point differentials because of free throws. And then the Milwaukee game, you had Tice pop off, you had Smart pop off, you're missing Tatum, uh, Horford, and Rob, three starters, and you still kept it close and had a bunch of guys contributing to the game. Absolutely. You could have won all three of those games. You could have won all three of those games. And I think that's why that's the important takeaway. And I see a lot of people complaining, oh, Celtics should have won. No, I mean, that's something you usually do is the Celtics were in the game. They should have won that game. But even if that's true, you still got to take some sort of, you know, not pride, but still some sort of like, okay, this team is legit, especially if they can get healthy. They can compete with anybody. And I saw some people on Twitter saying like, oh, maybe it's best like, even like if you disregard the vaccination thing with Toronto, people say, oh, maybe you dropped a four, you take Toronto, and then you want Mil- Miami in round one. I'd rather play Milwaukee than Miami. Am I crazy? Yes, but I can't change that feeling. Like I'd rather play Milwaukee in round two than Miami. Two weeks 100%. ago, I would have told you you're crazy, but then I watched them play Mil- uh, Miami at the Garden. And the way that Miami slapped on that zone at the end of the game was like kind of concerning. You kind of forget that they'll do that. And that's one of the things that helped them beat the Celtics a couple of years ago in the conference finals. So I, I don't think they, I think out of the top four teams, Miami is the least talented, but I, that doesn't mean they're the worst. It just means I will say this. I will say this, and this is going to be my Boston radio show. Everyone clip it, put it on Twitter, make fun of him take, but I believe it. I agree with you that the Miami Heat are probably the least star-powered team out of that top four. But if there is a team in the Eastern Conference that has a chance to beat this, the best chance to beat the Celtics, I think it is the Heat. I think the I Celtics agree. win a see. I think the Celtics win a series against Milwaukee. I think the Celtics win a series against Philadelphia. I think the Celtics win a series against Toronto, Brooklyn, uh, Chicago, Cleveland. Any team. I favor the Celtics, and I think I'd still probably favor the Celtics against Miami, but I think that would be the closest series out of the bunch. I think Milwaukee is a team they can absolutely beat. I don't know how many times i got to say it. They've played excellent basketball against Milwaukee over the last two seasons now. Philadelphia. I don't know about Philadelphia. We haven't seen the Celtics play Philadelphia since the trade. Now, Philadelphia does not basketball than I do. Uh, that isn't the Celtics, so I trust you. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think – I mean, I, I'd rather play Philly probably than Miami just because historically you've dominated the 76ers in the playoffs and B does not play well. Well, that's not true. The Celtics play well against Embiid teams. Embiid-led Sixers teams. They play well against them. So that's that's one thing you can look forward to. But Miami – Miami's a pain in the ass, man. I said it to you guys, like, this team is just so unlikable. I don't want to watch them for seven games. I, I hope yes. somebody beats them. I hope somebody takes them out. How how fire would it be you get to the conference finals and Philly's there? Imagine I that. agree. No, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be <laughs> that'd be amazing. I'd love it. As long as the Celtics can avoid. So how would that work? Yeah, it would be Philly beating Miami so, in a seven-game series, right? Yeah, so it would be Miami 1, which is locked. Uh, Boston two or three, Milwaukee two or three, so they would play each other. Philly would be four. I mean, hell, Philly could lose to Toronto in the first round. You never know. 
Toronto's hot. Philly could fall to five. They're Philly not going to fall, fall to five. five. They're not going to fall to five, Jack. They're playing who they have. Pacers in one of the games, I think. And somebody Pacers else. Pacers Pistons. Is, yeah, it's they're Pacers not going to fall to five, Jack. They have to lose hey, both games. I'm just saying I'm praying on the downfall. <laughs> That's, I, I both, don't think both they the will. the teams they're playing, by the way, will be. Oh, wait. The Pistons are on Sunday. So, no, that's what I'm about to say was not true. I was going to say they're going to back to back, but they are not. Mm. Okay. Hey, all I'm saying, this Philly since getting Harden has gone 14 and 8, which is fine. That's good. But if we're talking, if I had told you Joel and B and, and James Harden are going to play 22 games together, you probably would have said, oh, that, you know, you probably would give me a better record than 14 and eight. You, right? You'd like, expect them to roll through everyone the way the Celtics rolled through teams for three months. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And over that time, they're like 13th in points per game. They're like, uh, what's their defense over that time? They have the ninth best defense. That's fine. They have the 11th best offense. They're fine. But they are not like they're not great like they're not elite they, they've lost to toronto they lost three in a row to phoenix milwaukee detroit and sure those are two of them are good teams but two, like two of them are teams you have to beat to win uh, championship so there you go i don't believe in philly i just don't I, I think you've seen that harden can do well in a couple rounds of the playoffs and i'm not going to sit here and talk to you like an espn talk show host harden hasn't done it in the playoffs he's not going to do it this time that's well, stupid, right harden I know, I know. But my point is Harden's good at basketball. He's good at basketball in the playoffs. He ran into the Warriors for five years, whatever. I just don't think that they scare me more than any other team the Celtics could potentially face. Because I think the biggest difference there is the Celtics don't have anybody that can guard Kevin Durant. You can slow down Kevin Durant, sure. and But it, it, he's proven that he can still drop 50 on your head while you play. Kevin Durant's defenses. probably the best player in the league. In the world. Yeah. In the world. Giannis, I mean, showed you in that Milwaukee game. Sure, you didn't have Horford, yes. But Giannis, as much as the Celtics defend the Bucks well, Giannis still pops off, and he can still win you a playoff game. I don't trust Embiid to win a playoff game with Al Horford guarding him for seven games. I yeah, just don't, I kind of feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll have a couple good games, but I don't think the series would go past six. I think the Celtics would win in six or five. Jack, and that's a hot take. Completely out on the Sixers. I don't know. I, I can't, don't believe in I can't give you an opinion just because... And I'll tell you it. this. I'll tell you this. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Philly loses Toronto in round one. Because every year there is one playoff series that comes out and like, whoa, whoa, how is that happening? And if they don't lose, it's going – that. there's no way they take care of Toronto in any less than six games. Toronto's going to take two or three games or, hell, four games in that series. They well, they don't – I yeah. They'll I'm also not, be without Tybal, who's their, probably their best – perimeter defender best defender yeah yeah if in away games which are probably going to be difficult for them to win anyways i don't know and what the capacity is up in toronto but they're getting they, their fans are usually pretty loud they and it's a younger team like scotty barnes is one of their better players siakam fred van vliet are all good players like yeah i mean i don't think they're beating the celtics don't get me wrong they they barely got by the fellas there all the boys off the street from the north end bunch of white dudes they brought up to toronto last <laughs> time but yeah they, they've been playing very well lately so not ideal to play them in round one a red hot team and i will say this like what's it since the beginning of march let's look and see how toronto has been since the beginning of march toronto <laughs> excuse me toronto has gone 
14 and six, and their defense has been a top three defense. And I know you don't like him, but Nick Nurse is a phenomenal basketball coach. He's oh, he's I don't great. say he's not a good coach. I just think he's a prick. Of course he's he's even though we've been him. told differently, we they say he's very nice. Those that have met him, but <laughs> I don't like sitting. He probably is a nice guy. Sit there with his mouth open. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but. If there's a team outside of the Celtics, because I think the Celtics have the best chance with Horford, that can guard Embiid. Like, maybe I'm crazy again, but every other top team in the East, including the Raptors, has a great wall to throw against Embiid. Yeah. Right? Like, you look like, at the, the Bucks. Think of it like this, Jack. Yeah. Put put the Bucks right where you're saying there's not a chance yeah. for Philly. They don't have a prayer. They don't match no. up well. No. Uh, Miami, they don't match up well. Bam, Bam is a top candidate for defensive player of the year, and if he didn't get hurt, he might really have more of a shout. Who did who beat Philly? Six, no, who did the Sixers play in the playoffs last year? They beat Washington, and then they lost to Atlanta. Uh, like, what do we? I don't know. Like, who did Philly beat the year before that? No one. The Celtics bounced them. Okay, what about the year before that? Because this, the Philly they made beat, it to the conference. Did they make it to the conference finals one year? No, they they've never made it to the conference finals. They. I, in 2019, which was the year before they got swept by the Celtics, they played. They lost to Toronto, and I want to say they played Washington again. I think it was Washington. Lost in the Eastern Conference one. semis that year. Where can I see? Like they beat the Nets. They beat the Nets in round one. The D'Angelo Russell. Nets. Oh, that's right. Yes, and they had those posters up for Simmons saying, "Where is he?" Ironically enough, now Simmons plays on. Well, he watches that team play from the bench. And but the year before a- that, they beat the Goran Dragic Miami Heat. Yes. I Joel Embiid is a phenomenal player. He has never once beat a team in the playoffs that has a player that can match up against Tibble. Not once. Like, and I know, oh, he's growing, he's evolving. And Tatum said it perfectly uh, on the Draymond Green show. No one's going to ever say you can be the best player on a championship team until you do it. That's true. It just is what it is. That's how it goes. And I personally think Joel Embiid probably could be the best you know, player on a championship team, but he hasn't shown us that, right? Like he's, well, he never hasn't shown had... us anything close. <laughs> exactly. He's, n- he's never an MVP had... candidate and he could win it, but who's he beat? Who, who's he beaten the playoffs? You're absolutely right. Who's he lost to in the playoffs? It, they lost to Atlanta last year. They lost to the Celtics in the bubble, which I mean, that's, that's no sludge of a team. That team was red hot. Uh, then in 2019, they lose to the champion Raptors. They lose to the the hospital Celtics in 2018. I mean, it's not like they're playing. The, the only time they really met like a massive force was the Toronto championship team with Kawhi. And, and you could say the bubble Celtics. but they, And look who they had to guard and beat. They had uh, Gasol. Obviously, he was on the back end of his career. Marcus Gasol played great and defense. Ibaka he had Siakam helping. And you look at this season. I'm just going to run through this real quick. Toronto has Pascal Siakam, who's probably going to guard and beat on defense, but they also have help defenders in OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Precious Achua off the bench. And none of those guys are good enough to guard him one-on-one, but when you talk about a collective effort to stop one player, you have that, and then you have Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet pestering James Harden, forcing, you know, obviously got Maxi too, but forcing Tobias Harris to take the shots. We saw how that works in a playoff series done the bucks you have brooke lopez down low and arguably the best defender in the league brooke Brooke lopez by the way he's gonna be the most awkward motioned player (laughs) in the league like when he 
plays offensively, he's literally moving in slow motion. Like watching he's that game though. in Milwaukee. No, he's fine. But watching the game <laughs> in Milwaukee yesterday, like, geez, that dude looks like he's moving in slow motion. Like he's tra- yeah. it's like he over exaggerates every move he's doing. Mm-hmm. But continue. I- I'm going to keep going. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Brooke Lopez, you can't tell me Embiid's going to be able to pop off against those players. And maybe he has in the regular season, but like everyone always says, the playoffs is a different beast. Boston Celtics, Al Horford has shot him down more than any other player in the NBA. And even if that's not perfect, Embiid said that himself. He, yeah, he mentioned that. That was the one name, and I listened to this because I like Embiid and I think he's hilarious. I listened to the old man in the three when he was on there. And he that was the one person he like, mentioned that could guard him even though he downplayed it but literally it was like two minutes before that of him saying no one can guard him no one can guard him and that was the one name that Mm -hmm. he mentioned so that's there and then miami heat like you said bam out of bio with great help defenders even hell say the nets win a series and go up against philly like that's the one team i think philadelphia could beat is the yeah even then they're they're not really in position to play philly unless they (laughs) drop to eight and play miami and beat miami Exactly. And even the, I was going to, never mind. I was going to say something that I was going to take it too far. I was going to say they could just chuck Drummond at him, but I don't think that no, would no, work no, out no, too no, well. But my point is Drummond, by the way, who said smart should be defensive player of the year. Shout out, shout out Andre. But my point is Milwaukee, Miami, Boston should all be favored over Philly and Toronto should not be counted out. I don't think I, I'm, not a believer in Philly, and you could see if any Philly fan hears this year to say, "Oh, he's a Boston fan; he's biased." Show show me where Embiid has succeeded in the playoffs against a team that can guard him. Show me, uh, show show me the proof. Because until you show me the the receipts, you got no you got no basis. And he, this isn't to say I love Embiid. Embiid's phenomenal. Embiid's yeah, an amazing like player. Too. He's super funny. He's great guy. He's probably one of the most dominant players in the NBA. And this is the most boomer argument you could possibly make from a 23-year-old that hasn't done in the playoffs. Hasn't. She hasn't done in the playoffs. He's done it to a – and not only has he not done it in the playoffs, he's done it to a lesser extent in the playoffs than every other Eastern Conference team. The Nets, uh, Kevin Durant has won a championship. The Celtics have been to multiple Eastern Conference finals. The Toronto Raptors with Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam, by the way, won an NBA championship. They weren't the top guys, but they were on that team. The Milwaukee Bucks won a championship last year. The Sixers have not made it past the second round with Embiid. Yeah. Sure, Harden's been to the conference finals, but their top player hasn't done shit. <laughs> I, I just, this just turned into me hating This on is Philly. a step like up said, from my usual, hey, this guy hasn't even made the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is all wrapping back around to Philly does not scare me. As the Celtics should not be afraid of Philly in the slightest. And sure, you beat up on Philly with Ennis Cantor playing on the Celtics with Ennis Cantor playing 40 minutes. Congratulations. Here's your gold medal. You beat up on them once when they got caught with their pants down and they just had Dennis Schroeder running with Marcus Smart. Congratulations. The one t- and uh, obviously this you could say the same thing. Oh, the Celtics beat them by 40 without James Harden. That is a completely valid argument. You are correct. But when we're talking about you, Philadelphia's best player. Struggles against the Celtics. Bam Adebayo on the Heat. Giannis and Brooke Lopez on the on the Bucks. Wall of defenders in Toronto. Good luck in the playoffs. And Jack Jack has been crapping on <laughs> Philly for ten minutes now. When which is if fun. and when if and when Philly makes it to the conference finals, clip this, send it at me, roast me all you want. Until that happens, 
bring me the receipts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That that's that's anyways, we, we can back back <laughs> around to the Celtics because this started with me just saying I'm not scared of Philly, and we can do a little list. I'm most scared of in I think the Celtics can beat anybody in the East, so maybe that's why I'm biased because I'm so confident with how they've been playing. I think the best team in the East is the Bucks. I think the best team to go against the Celtics is the Heat. That's where I'm at. What about you? Now, do you I've think the Celtics the conversation. are? What do you think the Celtics are in terms of the best teams? Like where? So so rank rank the top. You can do five, I guess, if you want to include Toronto, but you could rank the top four or five. I think if I had to think about it from an outside perspective, which again I'm biased, so I've got to try to do that. I think the Bucks are the best team in the East, and mm. I think the Celtics are right after them. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then then Miami and Philly. Mm-hmm. Then Miami, yes. and then Philly, and then Raps. Brooklyn. Then oh, oh, then Brooklyn. I forgot about. Yeah. I think Brooklyn. See, I think I probably. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, Celtics could be number right. one. They could be number one, but I yeah, just but think they're you not healthy yet. So you, you got to wait to see what's going on there when Williams mm-hmm. comes back and things like that. I think that's very fair. And again, people forget, including me, that Milwaukee won last year. And, yeah, uh, they've won a exactly. championship together, so that that's worth something too. When you go in the playoffs, you have a little bit more experience. You've gotten through the Eastern Conference now. You've been to the finals. You've come back from two zero down in the finals. You you know how to respond in situations. So Milwaukee's no joke. I do, however, think they are a good matchup for the Celtics. That's the thing. It all comes down to matchups. Like I, I ranked what Miami as the third best team in the East. I think yeah, the think Celtics. They're... I think they could give the Celtics the best shot. I ranked Bucks as number one. I think the Celtics match up with them well. I ranked Philly four. I think Toronto could potentially beat them in a playoff series. I've ranted about the Sixers for the past ten minutes so much you'd think that I hate them. I love Joel Embiid. He's awesome. He's great. He, he hasn't you know done well against pressure in the playoffs, especially when. And I won't stress this enough. In the playoffs, coaches adjust to focus on the stars, right? You can stress team basketball all you want, but at the end of the game, at the end of everything, when the conversation's done, it is Giannis, it is Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, it is Jason Tatum, it is Joel Embiid, it is Kevin Durant. Those are the guys you're worrying about, and James Harden's up there too, but Embiid's the star in Philly. Embiid's the star in Philly, and he, like, they, they can guard him well. They guard like you, you can throw as many guys as you want. Uh, we're, sorry, we're done. We're done. No more Philly. This no is excellent, though. That's a very good segment. <laughs> it's a change of pace for me, huh? Yeah, Jack. Usually, you're not like ripping anybody. Usually, I'm the one saying this guy sucks. That I'm not guy even sucks. trying to rip Philly. Like I know I'm praising it because he hasn't done it before, but I'm just telling you what has happened. He hasn't been able to win a playoff series when the other team has a player that can match up well with him. He crumbled yeah. against the, the Celtics, and of course they're missing Simmons. And Harris was terrible. Fine, there's you know throw an excuse out there. They you know waltzed by the Nets and the Heat in the first round because they got easy matchups. They crumbled against Marcus All and the Raptors. You lost against. I, I'm like just going through their playoff history. They they have never had to face. Hell, they lost against Clint Capella last year. No, they they were horrible last last year. Out of all like their playoff, like fumbling the bag, like last year was the most the worst. Yep. You lost to Atlanta, it, who had like a like I, I don't want to call it a fluky season, but like 
compared to what they were before that season and now what where they are again this season, I mean, that's the team that took you out, the 10th seed in the East this year. And, and I mean, I'm just – I can hear Philly Sand saying, oh, the, the Sixers won more playoff games than the Celtics last year. You played the Wizards in the first round. Stop it. Stop it. Congratulations. It. Congratulations. It's just – and yeah, it's the Celtics' fault for having a down year. I'm not saying the Celtics were good last year. They were bad. They were objectively not great. They were not objectively they beat Brooklyn. Yes, but. they were objectively a average team last year. They were 500. They were, they were not good. This year, Celtics are better than the 76ers. Yes, they've sure. lost less games this season than they did last year, and last year was a shortened season. So, yeah, there you go. I don't know. Um, what, what I completely lost track in my. Philly tirade. Okay. Uh, wow. what, what, what are we even talking what, about? Well, we were talking about the playoff seating, which you did an excellent yes. job at. Don't, don't uh, short yourself on that one. <laughs> you nailed it. Um, let's get into we, – we can talk a little bit about yesterday's game against the Bucs. Just yeah. Let, let's focus on some takeaways from that. I think – Tice. Tice is my Tice, takeaway. I Tice know Smart excellent. was great, but if Tice is going to play like that, I'm a lot less worried about when Rob comes back. I'll put it Tice is a good player, man. Like, there's a reason He's why really we're all good. hyped when he got traded back. <laughs> I mean, go watch the yeah. stream. Tim, Jack, and I, we all had, like, a, a celebration on the stream that Tice was back on the team. It, he is excellent. He's playing the same role he was playing when he was here in his first stint, and he's been excellent in that role. He was excellent the first time he was here, and he's giving you everything he can. And he, he just fits well. He plays well with Marcus Smart. He, he's great under the basket. He does similar things to Rob, which is why he's, <laughs> you can't, he's fit in. You can't say he's great under the basket after the playoffs. Well, no, he understood the assignment. Know, it's different. Like, listen, like, you know, they <laughs> they kind of needed to lose that game in hindsight as of now. If you're listening tomorrow and Milwaukee lost tonight and Brooklyn won, uh, maybe it's not as meaningful. But, man, they, they said, hey, Daniel – uh you're you're like the player on the floor right now they expect the least out of philly just lost to toronto we need you to smoke this one for us and he said all right and then he missed the layup and now the celtics are primed to get that chicago bulls matchup in round one <laughs> that was a great play by the way you do uh, oh it was excellent up. yeah he was wide open anyways my dad said i was gonna say is, in all fairness to Tyson. i was just gonna say Tice has been great, and he's still getting the same horrendous whistle mm -hmm. he's gotten for the entirety of his career. And I know it's Giannis, and I know all these calls, blah, blah, blah. He uh, – terrible, just a terrible, terrible whistle. And you know it, it's especially bad when Tice gets attacked because he usually tries to just like, like, oh, shake it off, move on, whatever. He like complains a little bit. If Tice is getting attacked, that's when you know it's really, really, really bad because it's usually bad on a normal night. And so if Tyson's complaining that much to get attacked, that's when you know it's really super, like really horrendous. So um, <clears throat> there was three plays in a row in that Bucks game. I was on the train, so it was spotty connection. But it was like they missed an elbow to the face on Marcus from Middleton. They missed an yeah. eight-second violation. And then they called a charge uh, against Marcus. They had the George challenge. Clearly, yeah, just terrible. And you never know. If they had that challenge late in the game, maybe they challenged the Tice player. They challenged the uh, the lack of kickball, although that was unintentional. I don't think that was actually a kickball. Uh, they could challenge something later. It's just like – and again, this, it was a good game. Like, yes, they could have won, but it was a good experience regardless. Like, it's whatever it is what it is with the seating at this point. But, like, just, just the little things frustrate you in those games. Yeah, I also think uh, 
Hauser was excellent yesterday too. Hauser ironically was great. enough, like he made he four or five, he made a cut. You can give him a dunk, I guess, if you want on that. You can call it a dunk if you'd like. <laughs> Uh, but he made three threes. He moves well off the ball. He's someone on the radio today, Brad Stevens. He was on Toucher and Rich, and he, you know, shouted out Hauser. He said Hauser. Actually, I don't know. Fred might have been giving him a hard time about Hauser because he's a Michigan State fan, the host. So <laughs> uh, I think the other Hauser brother goes to Michigan State. So that's why. He does. But, he does. Yeah. So, I mean, Brad said like he's really liked what he's seen from Sam Hauser in the G League. Like he makes a lot of tough threes. He's looking like someone that's going to be a piece on this Celtics team going forward. It, it's not like a joke. Like if he if he kind of straps down a bit, gets a little bit better at defense, becomes a bit more serviceable on that end of the floor, he's really going to be able to be a good player for the Celtics. He moves well off the ball. Every time he shoots the ball, I think it's going in, which is an elite club. Maybe not right now. There's a bunch of guys in the club, but. Not not always. Not always a very inclusive club to be. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm hyped. Uh if Sam Hauser can turn into a player. I mean, he's obviously not as adept defensively as Great Williams, but if you have another shooter to throw into that stretch four role, uh, okay. And even that was a bit of an understatement. He's nowhere near the defender of Great Williams. And that's me as a great Williams. Great Williams did a good job on Giannis yesterday, too. He did. You see Green the tweet? shout out. No, Greeny's tweet. Oh gosh, I gotta go find it now. So I don't. Mess I did. Up the stats. I did not spend a lot of time on Twitter this morning or yesterday. That's fine. Greeny tweeted. Oh gosh, let me see. Sorry, Grant Williams guarded Giannis on forty-six possessions and allowed zero points on zero four shooting. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. And obviously, um, it's always not a perfect stat because the Celtics switch so much, but. Grant Williams holding his own against Giannis is a very, very, very good thing. And the Celtics were helping really well on Giannis, too. I know he finished with 29, but Smart got a block on him. Jalen Brown got a block on him. They were playing good help defense when it matters. And that's the type of defense that translate well translates well into the playoffs because teams will try to force things to their stars. And if you have good help defense and good aware defenders around the perimeter, you'll be able to shut down some of those interior bigs who the Celtics will run into in the form of, obviously, Giannis, MB, and Bam and Abayo. Um, and then... Vucevic, if you want to talk about Chicago, Vucevic bad. Vucevic bad. He's he's on the train. He's bad. I will Um, say though, um, in terms of Chicago, and I'll preface this by saying I'm not scared of Chicago. I think the Celtics would take care of them in four or five. DeRozan's probably one of the guys who could give them some sort of trouble, just because he plays so well in that mid range area that the Celtics tend to give up on drives and help. You know what I'm saying? Like they kind of let that be there, and he can kind of thrive, but. Outside of DeRozan, Levine is going to give you some buckets, but they just they don't play any defense either. I, 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 I don't know how many buckets Levine gives you. I'm not I'm not convinced. He's all right, all right, all right. Oh man, I, I'm but so DeRozan this excellent this season, so he deserves the credit. He's been great. I'm so excited for the playoffs this year, man. I think it's gonna be super fun. Me too. Very, very. I fun. think the Celtics around. have a good chance to win, so I'm very excited. Wow, big words. You think uh, do? You, do you favor them in the East or do you think the Bucs should be the favorites? It, I mean, you still don't even know who they're playing yet. So it's hard to say, <laughs> but um, I, I kind of do. I, I think Milwaukee is a good team and I'm not discounting that. I just, I, I think it depends on Rob. I think they How have Rob a mass. I agree. I, but I also think they have a massive advantage over the other teams trying to compete with the Bucs, just of how well they've played and how well they tend to match up against Milwaukee. 
Yeah. No, I agree with you. And I also you, think all the Rob news is good. So that that's a bonus to any hopes. You, I mean, I, I haven't, let me look, I'll pull up the app right now, but the last time I looked there, they were third in the championship odds behind just uh, Milwaukee and Phoenix. Let's see. Is this five thirty-eight you're looking at? This is no, this is betting odds. They are still. Oh, okay. So it is Phoenix plus two eighty. It is Milwaukee plus five fifty. Celtics plus six fifty. Then Brooklyn plus six fifty. I don't the get book, that. The book likes Brooklyn, man. It's because they have KD on their team, and he's the best player in the league. So you kind of yeah. have to you have to account for that. That's I mean. Jack, all of Twitter is talking about how teams shouldn't want to play Brooklyn. Now, I understand Twitter is not the Oxford of I know. basketball minds, but still, <laughs> it it is a... Hey, if you're saying Twitter is not the Oxford, then goddamn Instagram is community college, my friend. Oh, boy. Instagram's all the fellas banging bogues that get in the GED. Don't even think about that. But, yeah, like, there is... Brooklyn is still a scary <laughs> team. Like KD is a very good player that can probably win you a series. And I mean, as much as he's a prick, Kyrie is, is a good uh, second punch to KD. If he shows up to play, <laughs> excuse me, but the defense. Um, is mm-hmm, yeah. Do you, I was going to say, do you want to do NBA awards now? Or do you want to save that till next show? No, when we need to talk about it. We need, we need to talk about the Marcus thing at the very least. Marcus. Oh yeah. We can save our personal. We can do, um, we did our our yearly award show. We did our NBA award show. I think after the season, right? We can do that during the play-in game since there'll be a lack of Celtics content during. Okay, yeah, we can do that, that. week. So get get we a little show off then. before Jack goes on vacation. Well, I mean, I go. Ah, yeah, we should have time actually to record the night before, two days before. Um, yeah, Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year campaign, obviously been going on. Gary Payton today. Saying that today being April 8th, uh, said on sorry, Sirius XM's NBA radio show, uh, that Marcus Smart should win the award. He said, you know, big reason, sorry if I messed the quote up, big reason that guards haven't won is because they're not doing what I did in my time. You know, the whole thing was you go up, pick them up 94 feet, you stop the guard, you keep it so the, the offense only has 10 seconds to work. Uh, other teams were game planning for me, I had, you know. Um, team saying, okay, just try to get the ball away from Gary so they can't stop him. And he said, Marcus does a lot of those same things. He's got the dog in him. He's changing the game defensively. Um, he makes you work. And he also threw his son in there too, Gary Payton the second, not for defensive player of the year, but just for another shout out. Of course, you got to get him in. He's a good defender too. But he talked about how Marcus has changed the game on defense, how he plays very similarly to Payton on the defensive end and yeah. getting the vote of confidence from, or the vote of confidence from, a Hall of Faber and the last guard to win that award could do wonders for his chances, honestly. Yeah, and at, at this point, it really feels like he's going to win, which I think mm-hmm. he wholeheartedly deserves. And I don't think it works this way anymore, but it would be really nice if he got to like be handed the award at home. I think yeah. they do that awards thing, so it won't happen. But well, I the would, last two I would years, really appreciate it if they did. I think that would last... be a good moment. Yeah, the last two years they haven't because of COVID. Obviously, they've done like remember they uh, they had the Bucks hand Giannis's award. They surprised Julius with his award, and they like air them on TNT in segments. They had Ingles give Clarkson a Six Man of the Year award because they were both candidates. So they could potentially do something similar with Marcus, like have the Celtics surprise him with the award at a practice or something. And obviously, it wouldn't be the same with the fans. But I honestly might prefer that over 
the show. I love the show. The show is entertaining. I, I, I think there should be it, it shouldn't be an awards show. I think it's something you should have and celebrate with the people. Do it before the first team. playoff game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I I can't imagine this is like such a homer like thing <laughs> that I'm thinking about, but like yeah, I can't imagine like what the atmosphere will be. The way people love that guy for him to win be be given that award at a home game like it in front of yeah. a playoff crowd like that's something you clip and you go back and watch every once in a while like when they gave d rose's mvp before the bulls playoffs game that's the one i always remember like uh what they used to do it'd be fire i mean that's how I, they I should do they it bring it back but also uh you know to pile on to gary payton saying he thinks he deserves it. Uh, Marcus was excellent in a national TV game against another player that yes, he was up for the on award, both Giannis, and both ends. He, both ends. And he, you know, was shutting down. He had a block on Giannis. He had strips. <laughs> like people were going crazy. Like Andre Drummond tweeted saying Marcus should be Defensive Player of the Year. Like that was an excellent display for him if he's trying to win the award. Like could not have gone better for the man. <laughs> And I know it's not as high stakes, but they're back on national TV on Sunday on TNT. Another chance for voters to get to see Marcus live in action. I'm not. Well, I hope he's not playing. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think. Wait, wait, wait. You think the Celtics should rest against Memphis? It depends. It depends. The reason I say I hope that he's not even playing is because if Philly loses a game before then, then they really can just screw off, and, and it doesn't matter if they win. Well, I think. Does Philly play tonight? Philly plays Saturday and Sunday. Okay, yeah, I think have two days. I, I believe, I believe that is true. Celtics play Saturday and Sunday. You're right. No, the Sixers. Celtics only Sixers. Have I said Philly. I said Philly. I thought. My bad. Um, I think the Celtics should play their guys in the first half, gauge it, and then bench in the second because I don't think Memphis is going to play anybody. And I know that I don't either. That. Of course, you have Scal opening his big mouth saying he thinks they're going to have everyone in for a tune-up before the playoffs. Do you remember <laughs> him saying that on the broadcast? No, I was no, watching. He was TNT. he was saying it. He, not yesterday. Oh, what a guy. Uh, Wednesday. Oh, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. No, I was in. Uh, I was in Boston on Wednesday. I was watching the game on like TVs oh, in the yes. bars. But um, interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, Marcus Smart for Defensive Player of the Year. I think he has a real good shot at. I think. From a non-homer perspective, I think Mikhail Bridges really, really deserves a shot as well, as well as Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. I think those are the only other two guys who could have some serious noise. And obviously, you got the Rudys and the Bams and the Honestas who could always win. But um, if I had to pick my top three, it'd probably go to Marcus, Jaron, and Mikhail, um, mm. with maybe Bam slipping in there uh, into the top three as well. I think him and Jaron have a good spot. But I, I really think – because Mikhail Bridges has played – every game this season which is crazy especially this year so i think that's something that could end up giving him a little bit of a boost and you don't know if he's gonna play these last two i assume he would just to say he could play every game because that's pretty cool but um he's he's been underratedly incredible this season on the defensive end so i think he he deserves definitely some love and obviously as a celtics fan i want to see marcus win but shout out Mikel bridges for being uh amazing as well but um yeah great great to see gary payton give marcus the credit uh, and I, I think that's all I had for today. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before we head on out of here? Should be a very interesting couple of days for me to open the ESPN app and see who's winning which game. <laughs> you don't have the NBA app. You go ESPN, not NBA. I go ESPN. It's just because okay. that's just what I do. I don't do the 
NBA one. Uh, the ESPN was not good though. It lags. It's probably my like iPad though. One. My iPad, by the way, is like almost ten years old. Uh, seven Ooh, years wow. old. This is a dinosaur. It's a trooper. Except, you know, you, you take it off the uh, the charger and it does not last very long. I was gonna say I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Uh, I have to bring it yeah. around the house, bring the charger, <laughs> sit on the couch, plug that bad boy in, and use it. Love to see it. Love to see it. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for today. Uh, very excited to see how Milwaukee and Philly, you know, play these last couple of games. I think the only thing the Celtics want to avoid, I don't care if they're two or three, please, God, don't want four. And we're not going to talk about it. Just don't want to deal with Toronto. I don't want to deal with it. Um, but yeah, anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in from the Raptors. We greatly appreciate it, as always. Um, I'm going, like Sam mentioned, I'm going away from like the 16th to the 25th. So there so might Rob be a gap house. in content. <laughs> Rob is house while he's gone. There might be a gap in content there. Uh, we'll see if I can get it at any recording time while I'm away, but I would guess no, but. Um, we can figure that out then, but yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. And I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening or watching today. If you're on YouTube, uh, you're probably on guy Boston or Bannertown, either one subscribe. If you're on guy Boston, you can catch us before every game, a half hour, uh, an assortment of Jack, me, Tim and KJ will be there. Usually three of us, at least two, um, chatting it up with the chat uh who we mentioned today who had an excellent take yesterday in the pregame um and then if you're on any streaming services you can follow us there make sure you don't miss any of the new releases we did two this week so we always have a lot of fun making them make sure you listen and uh you can follow us on twitter you can follow jack at jack's one nba he'll typically tweet out the pod if uh he remembers and you can follow me at sam the francis